Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Exurgat Deus et dissipentur inimici eius et fugiancio deruntiu ma facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. I tell you what, I thought I had a lot of stuff to talk about before. <sighs> and it would seem that most of it actually seems to have gotten stripped away. <clears throat> so this last week, the United States of America has supposedly shot down, what, four UFOs now? Unidentified flying objects? Now, clearly, whatever these UFOs are, they're not what people were talking about last year and the year before because those jokers were moving around so fast our best fighter jets couldn't even keep up with them let alone get a weapons lock on them and all of a sudden we're just (laughs) knocking them out of the sky like it's no thing and in other news the fbi has come out and they've said that traditional catholics although admittedly if you look at the article it's not precisely traditional catholics it's just you know catholics uh because Some of the organizations apparently don't exist anymore. I don't even think all of the people on the list are alive. I mean, and then you have, like, fellas like Michael Matt over at The Remnant, you know, are listed in there. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, if Michael Matt is a right-wing white supremacist extremist, whatever, um, well, that's weird. And there's been a lot of hoopla. You know, all of a sudden, like, half of the news anchors on Fox News are finally coming out Catholic. And so, to name a few, um, there were, what, three? uh, I think there's three in their Fox & Friends morning show. Uh, Rachel Campos Duffy, and probably by extension, her husband, Sean Duffy, who's occasionally on Fox News. Um, And there's a couple others in the morning show. Like, I think there were three uh, that are Catholic in the morning show. And then you have Laura Ingram. And then you have Raymond Arroyo, obviously, because he does work with Fox News. He also does work with EWTN, so he's obviously a Catholic. Um, but then you have others like, you know, like Janine Pirro, um, Geraldo Rivera. I mean, I don't know how good a Catholic Geraldo is. He is kind of left lean like very left-leaning for Catholicism. But, like, 
Nearly half of the Fox crew is Catholic, and the FBI is talking about we're going to investigate Catholics, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. And, I mean, of course, you know, rightly so, there was some outrage, but evidently, um, according to a few people, E. Michael Jones, Michael Matt, actually, because and here's the thing. So E. Michael Jones and Michael Matt were both specifically mentioned in the article. And over the last couple of days, I got a chance to listen to both of their podcasts as they commented on it. And apparently the data is old. So, yeah, interesting, to say the least. So you got, let's see, we're two stories down. The FBI investigating traditional Catholics, supposedly traditional Catholics, um, talking about, you know, the Second Vatican Council. That was a new one. Um, The Department of Defense is shooting down UFOs left and right like it's a pinball game, and suddenly we're able to shoot them things down. So that was cool. Um, Looks like the tanks... I don't know if you guys are tracking what's going on with the war between Russia and Ukraine, but it looks like Ukraine is about to get smoked. Um, Russia has been building up. They're taking a nice, calm pace. And it looks like they're about to steamroll across Ukraine. So that was a foreign policy win. It's pretty cool. You know, we just had the foreign policy win of Afghanistan. That was great. And now we have a foreign policy win in Ukraine, you know, losing that proxy war, decimating our own military capability, um, obliterating Europe's ability to stand up. In fact, actually, current intel, I think the United States actually came out and flat out said the United Kingdom cannot defend itself. Um, So that's interesting. The UK can't defend itself. We're depleting all of our supplies. We Now, mind you, here's the thing. So we're depleting all our supplies. We've sent all of our weapons that are in that are in production over to Ukraine at this point. I mean, billions and billions of dollars of weapons have just right over there, right? We can't make our recruiting goals. The Department of Defense apparently fell short of its recruiting goals by more than 25% in the last year. So that's fun. They're probably, and oh, hey, by the way, that whole thing has people talking about the draft. And let me just tell you, I am 44 years old. The draft is not for me. They are not coming for me. So that's fun. So we, oh, yeah, almost forgot. Talked about, let's see, yeah, the, the, personnel issues, the equipment issues. Did I mention that we still haven't actually bothered putting any fuel back into the strategic uh, petroleum reserve? So we don't actually have any fuel should we actually have to go directly to war. So that's fun. Um, You see where all of this is going. Like it looks like these last couple of weeks, everything is just peeling apart. The walls, as they say, are closing in on Hunter Biden as the FBI begins to run out of reasons to not investigate him for his many, 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 many crimes. Which is really funny because, I mean, they could just stop talking about it, except for they can't stop talking about it because they're busy trying to replace Joe Biden, but they don't really know who to replace him with. Word around the campfire is is that Michelle Obama might actually throw her hat into the ring. Although... Last I heard from her, she ain't having it, but she may be all they got. So that's fun. Wonder if President Obama's getting ready to become the first gentleman. Oh, wait, he doesn't have to. He was already the president. So President and Mrs. Obama will be president, will be the president's Obama. You're like, oh, but that's not very, that's not very hopeful for 2024. 
Well, let's be real. For all of the good stuff that the, that the Congress is doing, they've submitted for consultation and debate the Fair Tax Act. For those of you who don't know the Fair Tax Act, it would eliminate the income tax, it would abolish the IRS, and it would institute, in lieu of all of the other taxes, duties, imposts, and tariffs that Americans have to pay, it would eliminate all of those and replace them with a single national sales tax. And there's numbers bandied about, you know, putting it in the range of like between 20 and 30%. I, I think I heard 25% was one of the more common numbers that they were talking about. And before you go saying 25%, that's huge. Remember that you're already being taxed 21 or 22% as a taxpayer. And that the fair tax is not actually an income tax or a property tax. It is a consumption tax. And so the people who purchase new goods, retail goods, those would be the people who pay the tax. Incorporated into the Fair Tax Act, by the way, is a whole bunch of little measures and methodologies and things and exemptions and exceptions and all that stuff um, to make it basically so that, you know, the common man actually ends up paying significantly less than he currently does, and rich people will actually pay significantly, significantly more. Um... And it will be actually a fair share because they're not going to be paying on income. They're not going to be paying on capital gains. You're not going to be paying on income or capital gains. And it basically turns the United States of America into the single biggest tax haven on earth. And all of a sudden, everybody's going to want to do business here, which, you know, by and large is actually pretty good for the economy. But the balloon, lest we forget... We transitioned, actually, from the Chinese spy balloon, if you believe that. I don't personally believe that. I happen to remember a DARPA project from 2015-ish talking about high-altitude weather balloons, quote-unquote weather balloons, that would be used for digital transmissions of telecom and internet. So whether or not this was actually a spy balloon, I, I seriously doubt it. Um, I also find it kind of weird that the balloon was noticed all of a sudden in just outside of Great Falls, Montana at Malmstrom Air Base, which was weird because nobody saw it come in. It was just there, which is one of the reasons why I don't think it's a Chinese spy balloon. I think it's an American experiment. Because that balloon was then allowed to traverse the entire continental United States and then pass into international waters when it was finally shot down with an F-22 Raptor and an inordinately expensive dummy missile. Like it was a smart missile, like all the guidance systems and all that other stuff, but it was without a warhead. So that's fun. Then there was that second balloon, and China was like, yes, that's one of ours, as if to say, <laughs> which I thought was interesting, because I'm just like, well, are you trying to piss us off into starting a war? I mean, we've done the war on two fronts thing before. I don't think it would work as well for us this time, but we've done it before. Oh, by the way, did you know... On September 10th, 2001, the news was actually released for about 48 seconds before the Twin Towers came down. 
that we had failed an audit and lost some two trillion taxpayer dollars. And then conveniently, the very next day, the World Trade Center was hit. And more importantly, the big building with the vault that had all the gold that was across the street on a separate construction platform collapsed. For those of you who don't know which building that is, that was Seven World Trade Center. Seven World Trade Center was not in the World Trade Center complex proper. Now, buildings one to five, they were, but Seven World Trade was across a very large street with a very large, like the World Trade Center came down and then for some reason the street that split the World Trade Center, the first buildings from the last building that street stayed there, but the building weird a little. And then as if to cover their tracks, they did actually eventually condemn that section and they've carved out a whole new thing and everything looks completely different down there now. But conveniently, that was a thing. Weird. Anyhow, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. There are a whole bunch of things going on. Wow, I think that's my longest intro. And we managed to canvas all the news. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patri, sit filii et spiritu sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Archangel, defende nos proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diabolius do praesidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicas e precamur, duque princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad perditionem animarum pervegantur in mundo, divina virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. Cor Iesus Sacratissimum miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, beatis cara lucidomo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, Ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est, in nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I think that pretty much covered all of the news, just kind of tell you where, everywhere we're going. I did leave out AI. AI is kind of a fun one, so we're going to breeze back over some of the things, because all of this is actually interlinked. Believe it or not, UFOs, Chinese spy balloons the military-industrial complex, the war in Ukraine, Joe Biden, and AI actually are kind of all interlinked together. <laughs> now, I'm going to hit AI first because I didn't talk about that in the intro. It looks as though AI is getting ready to replace a lot of jobs. And God willing, AI will replace my job. My current job is I, super, is I supervise the progress of multiple aircraft projects that we're trying to push out of our hangar so that our customer can continue to fly their airplanes and expand their fleet so that more and more people can be able to fly in comfort without the TSA. And it's one of the main reasons why I absolutely love the company I work for and the customer who, to whom we provide the service we provide. Because imagine for a moment getting on an airplane and not having to pass through a metal detector and get frisked and take off your shoes and your belt and whatever else garbage nut jobbery they have you take off so that you so that they can pretend that you're supposed to feel safe 
while you're being sexually assaulted. Imagine flying without having to put up with any of that garbage. And that is what I do my job for. The idea that you can go to the airport, get a cup of coffee, put your bag on a plane, get on the plane, and not have any undue interference. Oh, and as a side note, we also install the fastest wireless internet ever on these airplanes. Now, it's a very materialistic way to look at things, but given the fact that I have to work in order to eat and, well, the World Economic Forum and all those whack jobs who are all climate Nazis are all absolutely hell-bent on the idea that I would, that, well, you not be allowed to fly or drive or any of that stuff. And since I'm not a subscriber to that, I'm trying to make sure that the industry stays alive when they're trying to murder the industry that I absolutely adore because I love to fly. Now, I know a lot of people don't love to fly, and I know most of that actually has to be with has to do with the fact that you pay, you know, what seems to be a lot of money. It's not, by the way. Airplane airline plot prices are the only thing that actually has gone down over the last 40 years. Everything else has gone up in price. Airline prices have gone down. Want proof? Here's proof. In 1987, my mother and I flew from Colorado, from Denver, Colorado to New York, New York for $675 a piece. At the time, I was a child. $675. We're not talking about a first class ticket. I just want you to just, you know, take a moment, throw the algorithm for a loop for just a moment, switch on over, open up Google, type in flights from Denver to New York, and look at the prices. And what you're not going to see, unless you're flying first class, is a ticket for $675. So contrary to popular belief, that really crappy service that you get on the airplane is because they did successfully cut the price and cut all the excess costs out so that you can go from point A to point B for significantly less money than what we used to fly for. Oh, it costs too much. No, actually it doesn't. In all honesty, it costs about $400 per person to fly from Denver to New York. Maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. It depends on the aircraft that you're flying on. But the real reason you don't like to fly is because you have to leave your house two hours early to suffer going through security, to maybe have that pre-check where you hand over every single piece of information in your life just to get that little star on your identification card so you have that quote-unquote real ID so that you might be able to get through the line without having to put up with two hours of waiting so that you can hop on a three- or four-hour flight so that you can take a 45 minute to an hour drive to whatever your actual final destination is once you get once you get off the airplane. And if you happen to be going to someplace like Los Angeles or New York, good luck to you. It's going to be like three or four hours before you get home or to your hotel or whatever, unless you're literally sleeping at the end of the ramp in, in, the, hot, in the hotel that's located right at the end of the flight deck. The fact is, is that it is, in fact, terribly inconvenient to fly. But most of the reason why you don't like to fly isn't flying. 
it's the fact that when you when you get to the airport, you have to get there early. You go to try and get a bite to eat. Airports don't have any idea how much food costs in the real world. Actually, yes, they do. The reason why you're willing to pay the extra money is because you're on the other side of security. Which you just spent a whole lot of time trying to get through. And you just had a very terrible experience being being scanned and x-rayed and frisked. And you don't want to deal with that anymore. That's why you don't like to fly. That's why most people don't like to fly. It's why I don't like to fly. It is why I fully, wholeheartedly throw my entire effort behind my company and our primary customer whose airplanes you do not have to get x-rayed and frisked and scanned and stripped down to your skivvies just to get on the airplane. You go up. You go into the FBO, you get a cup of coffee, the plane arrives, you roll, you carry, you roll your own bag out, you hand it to the attendant, the attendant puts it in cargo, or you carry it onto the plane. You get onto the plane, you sit down, you open up your phone, you you dial, you 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 punch the little thing into the Starlink internet, you put your phone down for takeoff, and then 15 minutes later, you pick your phone up, you watch movies or whatever. The internet's free. You chill out. You play Word. I don't know Wordle or whatever it is that people who fly play. You know when they're when they're on the airline when they're when they're flying. You watch whatever movie. You stream YouTube videos. You play. You you know you record TikTok videos or whatever. Doesn't actually matter. You do whatever you want. Two hours later, you land. You get off the airplane. The attendant hands you your bag. You roll you roll your bag back through the airplane. The 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 FBO. You maybe stop for another cup of coffee. You get a you get a nice rental, or pick or get picked up by your family, or whatever, and you go about your business, point to point, from point A to point B, in class, on an on an airplane that does not look like a New York City subway, on an airplane that is actually comfortable with real legroom for real people. That's what I do for a living. That's my day job. I work on those airplanes that are terribly comfortable, that are not as expensive as you would think. And, you know, not a whole lot of frills, but you can, but you get and get on the airplane and have a glass of wine or have a, or have a can of beer or whatever, because they have that and get something to drink or whatever. You could bring a sandwich on the plane. You could bring your own food on the plane. You could bring the cup of coffee that you had in the FBO terminal. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. You got a, you got a bottle of Tropicana orange juice in your bag. You take out the bottle of Tropicana orange juice. You have it on the airplane. Or you can pay for what they have on the airplane. It's wonderful. The way flying should be. Now, that's what I'm about. I am not all about 
all of this nonsense that the government has been putting in the way. And why are they putting it in the way? They're putting it in the way because they want you to stay home. They want you to stay home, to stay separated from everybody else, to watch TikTok videos and YouTube videos, and be completely atomized from everybody that you know, to maybe have a child or two, but certainly not five or nine, the way a good Catholic family would. They want you to be separated from everybody else. They want you to be, you know, if you're a woman, they want you to be completely inundated with feminism. If you're a guy, they want you to be a beta cuck to the moon. They just want you to be completely impotent and paralyzed. That's what they want. They want that because they've been raping and ransacking you. They've been pillaging your bank account. I mean, they gave you the bank account and then they pillaged it. We came off of the gold standard. We went further. They've been, they've been hyperinflating money out of style. The fractional reserve lending garbage is leading us to a point where they're going to have to, I mean, well, we have to implement a digital currency because there's no way that, that, that you know, the system is going to remain stable with the way capitalism is because capitalism just doesn't work anymore. Really? Weird, because a lot of people got rich from something that resembled capitalism. But most of the most rich people, you know how they got rich? They got rich through usury. See, because money isn't money. Debt is money. What do I mean? You take out a loan for, say, $20,000, right? Well, prior to last year, they had to have $2,000 in the bank. Like they had to have $2,000 in order to loan you 20. Well, where did they get the other $18,000? Well, that's easy. The Federal Reserve said, we'll give you the money. And when they said that, what they actually did was they got on a computer and they said, okay, they get $20,000 and boom. Well, what happened last year during, or during COVID, I say last year, I think it might've actually been the year before in 2021. But what happened during COVID was they repealed the need to even have the fraction in reserve. So now your bank loans you $20,000. They call up the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve goes, yes, we'll give you $20,000. What, what do you have in reserve? They go, nothing. Why are we having anything in reserve? And they say, okay, well, that'll be just fine. Here's your $20,000 to give you to John, to, so that you can give that to John Q. Public. Now, John Q. Public gets $20,000 and he pays interest on that $20,000. And that's all there is. Because John Q. Public only is borrowing $20,000. He's not borrowing any real money. The real money is being borrowed by somebody who happens to have an apartment complex or 12. And they're getting, you know, some seven, eight, nine, fifteen, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500 a month, whatever. Whatever it is based on the area. But they're getting, you know, some $1,000 a month or whatever from each of their clients and each of them and so like the first three are actually paying the mortgage for the property and then maybe some of the and then maybe the next two are actually paying for the utilities and then everybody else is actually just generating generating income as they're trying to pay off that multi-million dollar mortgage so so what john q rich guy does or richie rich as we're going to call him for now what richie rich does is he goes to the bank and he goes hey i have these five properties and i want to take out a loan so that i can so that i can do x y and z with this money and so he takes out a loan for five million dollars and he buys another business or maybe he buys another another large spread of property with apartment complexes or maybe some commercial real estate 
And then he leases out the commercial real estate and they're actually paying back the mortgage. And he's getting some residual income from them. He's getting residual income from all the apartments he owns. He's getting residual income from the other companies that he, that he actually owns. And then he goes and says, you know what? I'm making all this money, so I don't have to pay taxes on this. I'm going to go ahead and take out another loan and I'm going to buy this other property over here. Why? Because the tax is on income. But Richie Rich doesn't have income. He has debt. And he has millions and millions of dollars of debt. And he manages to go, go about his life taking out huge amounts of money in debt while the whole rest of America grew up under the, you go to school, maybe you go to college, you grow up, you get a job, you buy a house, you pay your bills, you get yourself out of debt, you raise your children, blah, 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 and they never really have much of anything. But Richie Rich, he has loans. Millions and millions of dollars of loans. And maybe some of that money that he's borrowed has gone into the stock market and some of that money, but most of that money's probably been circulated back and forth through various real estate deals, income that's coming in from the people who are paying his rent or leasing whatever property or whatever, you know, the money that's coming in from whatever companies that he owns. And then he actually takes out further loans to buy other companies, more property, more debt, less income overall, because now he's got five more million dollars in debt, but he's also got this new property. And as long as he has cash moving around, he is wealthy beyond the dreams of avarice, which is exactly the opposite of the way that they te taught you that money worked when you took back when you boomers took home economics in school. His understanding of money is directly inverse to your understanding of money. And that's why he is rich and you're not. Now, as a Catholic, we run into a quandary because I could easily employ my intellect in the pursuit of this, you know, ridiculous amount of money nonsense that's out there, or I could employ my intellect to try to get my happy behind to heaven. But what's probably not going to happen is I'm not going to be able to do both. Why? Because if I'm willing to manipulate money in, a, in the same usurious manner as Richie Rich, then I'm willing to commit a sin that cries out to heaven for justice. Even if I'm the one taking the loans, the fact is, is the whole point behind the system is to make money which is dead, procreate, which is an act of life. Procreate, generate, regenerate, etc. Now, we would call it a return on investment, but the fact is, is that when you're borrowing fake money and receiving payments with interest in fake money that you just got done borrowing, or more, or more entertainingly, that somebody else is actually working for in order to pay the debt that you just took, completely unaware of the fact that all they really have to do is stop participating in the system altogether. 
and be willing to lose that thing which, you know, you're in contract for. Those are the secrets. That's what's going on around you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We failed an audit. Why? Because our usury knows no bounds. Because we're willing to print money out of nowhere and hand it to people who are not willing to be good stewards of it, who do whatever it is that they actually feel like it, so long and so long as the politicians get whatever kickbacks and the donor class to the politicians manage to make whatever ridiculous amounts of money they're trying to make, they can just carry on. And as long as you don't know that the government is now missing some 30 six trillion dollars on top of the 195 trillion dollars that's just out there floating and the 150 trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities in social security medicare etc and the 36 trillion dollars in national debt 
as long as you're not paying attention to all that and you're only worried about UFOs and Chinese spy balloons, dear family, China doesn't need spy balloons. They have Apple. They build Apple. They have TikTok. Google is partnered with them. Microsoft is partnered with them. They have your data from Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. They have your data from Amazon. They have your data when you open up your little Google Chrome browser and you go shopping for flowers for mom. They know when your mom's birthday is. They know how often you remember to get her something for Mother's Day. They already know all of that. They know all of that because they've been farming your data. Oh, but they don't give it to China. Mm, how do you know? They don't even have to give it to China. Your kids have TikTok on their phone. China just comes and gets the data on their own. Which brings me to AI. There are a lot of people who are tremendously concerned about how AI is going to be this massive control mechanism. And to a degree, that's true. It will be a massive control mechanism. We're talking about the government in partnership with the largest corporations who have proven themselves time and time again to be not worthy of your trust. All of these people actually have your information. All of these people are creating their little fake digital currency in order to replace the current system. All of these people already have access to pretty much everything that they need to know about you. And the only thing that they really need to manage to make sure is that you don't finally get fed up and throw the bastards out of office. Because, in all honesty, when America does finally get fed up, when the world finally gets fed up with the quote-unquote mismanagement, and I put mismanagement in quotes because, let's be real, they're not mismanaging anything. They're managing everything perfectly. Everything has been moving apace for the last 100 years. They've been headed in the same direction. They're headed in the direction they want to be headed in. And you don't actually have a say because you didn't actually take time out to say at any other point in history. So why, so why should you think that your opinion and your vote matters now? But if they can get the system up and running, then maybe... Just maybe. You ever wonder why they want gun control so bad? It's because they know that the moment you get fed up, their butts are in a sling. They are toast. They are finito, finished. That's it. That's a wrap. Pack up the bags. It's over. So why are they putting AI out there? Because they need AI. They need AI to displace as many people from productive, actual, skilled trades as possible. They need to push as many people out of the unskilled trades as possible. That's why they got robots moving up and down the aisles in Amazon warehouses. Because they need to get all the people out of there because eventually the people, well, one, they cost too much. Amazon's employment system, I don't know if people know this, but Amazon actually designed their, their whole corporate culture to be so bad that you typically can only put up with work in there for a year. And they've got a high turnover rate, so every year they've got com basically a completely new staff. 
who all get sick of it, and by the next year, they've got another completely new staff. You want to know why the Great Resignation happened? Because Amazon has been employing something like 8 million people, and it's been 8 million brand new people every year for the last 15 years. Eventually, people begin to realize, you know, they may pay decent, but who the heck wants to work for a company that thought it was a good idea, in fact, realized that it had to be a good idea, that they put a cry room in the warehouse so that their employees can spend 10 to 15 minutes crying themselves into consolation for the craptastic life that they live. Eventually, everybody gets hip to that and people just stop showing up to work. But they had that model running at least long enough so that they could start to replace all of the human labor with robotic labor. And now, 8 million people are probably about to be out of jobs here in the next two to three years. Well, if 8 million people are out of jobs, what does that mean for the rest of us? Yeah. 8 million people, 8 million fewer people doing stuff. Because they tried, they didn't really have the skills, and so they went to work for a company like Amazon, and then they realized that the giant company that was Amazon, Amazon makes you smile, conveniently, actually, what's wild is that little smiley-faced arrow-looking thing, if you squint your eyes just a little bit, it also looks like the underside of a male phallus. And now that I've said that, those of you those of you who understand what the word phallus means, you're going to look at the image and you're never going to see anything but. And there's a reason for that. Because God doesn't make mistakes. They thought it was a fun way to make, oh yeah, we'll make Amazon smile. But that's not really what's happening when you shop at Amazon. That's not really what's happening when you sell a product through Amazon. That's not actually what's happening. What's actually happening is, your, is you are in dreadful receipt of said golden phallus. And while you're making those purchases, their AI is learning. Why? Because they need to be able to control you. Isn't it weird? So many things messed around and come up short, and yet the prices on Amazon haven't skyrocketed. Well, maybe they have. Who knows? Mm, doubt it. I doubt it. Ever ask yourself why? Might be an important piece of information to try and obtain. Now, why are we running down this road? I mean, it seems very, very tragic. You know, I'm talking about AI and how it's a mechanism for control and this, that, and the other. And I'm talking about all the other stuff. And, and I did mention UFOs, and we're going to come back to that here briefly. But here's where the question comes into play. And I would really love to actually have a nice long discussion with a priest about artificial intelligence and the theological ramifications of man managing to create an intellect that's capable of passing the LSAT, that's capable of writing a thesis paper in seconds that would take the average doctoral student all year to do the research, and then at least a few months out of that year 
to actually do the writing and the editing and the putting it, and the putting of it all together. And yet, ChatGPT can crank out a thesis in seconds. A thesis that will actually get you through whatever ridiculous college course that you're taking. They won't just get you through that, but it'll actually get you through the LSAT. Because apparently, ChatGPT can also be a lawyer. And if ChatGPT can do that, and AI eventually gets to the point where it is actually observing as many different mechanisms and processes as possible, then what ends up happening is AI is actually going to take the place of the management class because the computer can do it better, stronger, faster, smarter, with greater effectivity than humankind could ever get to. Effectively, the best I can tell is that if we ever reach that point of quote-unquote singularity with artificial intelligence, then what's actually going to happen is that artificial intelligence is going to transition from being computer-based to being an angelic intellect. And I say angelic intellect, I'm talking about intellect angelic in nature. Now, if it is in angelic in nature, then simultaneously what may actually happen is that we may actually manage to find a way to quote-unquote embody a demon. Because demons have an angelic nature as well. They've got the angelic level intellect and that whole deal. And that's why I would like to have that discussion with a priest who's got a really good strong theological background and may know a little something something about demonology and and maybe just a touch of an experimental thought person to come up with what AI would actually present itself like. Now, we've heard Skynet. In fact, as I understand it, China, in their infinite retardation, has decided to call their AI, the AI that governs their cities, Skynet. So that doesn't bode well about the, you know, the whole Terminator prophecy thing that what, you know, we all thought that was a, a science fiction movie. Turns out it was actually a documentary that was ahead of its time. Much like that other blockbuster documentary of the early 2000s, The Matrix. From a theological standpoint, I look at it this way. One of three things will happen. Either A, we actually create AI, and mankind will have managed to have created an intellect seemingly smarter than itself. Weird a little. I think it's more likely we end up embodying after a manner, you know, incarnating angels and demons. Um, that seems to be the more likely scenario. But I also remember that it is actually in sacred scripture that the angels will minister to us, that God created the angels to serve mankind. So don't go too far over the edge worrying about artificial intelligence. In fact, that brings us to the point of all of these stories. See, whether it's the UFO story, whether, you know, if you believe that the United States government has somehow managed to start shooting down UFOs left and right, despite us knowing full well we haven't had the capacity to shoot down any real UFOs ever, 
But whether or not you take that into consideration, whether or not you're actually worried about the central bank digital currencies, whether or not you're actually thinking about the things that are going to happen over the course of the next couple of years, I would like to remind you that God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is in control. That no matter how bad things go off the rails, the fact is, is all of these things happen because God allows them. And at some point, he's going to say, yeah, that's enough of that. So you shouldn't spend an over, like a huge amount of time worrying about what's going on in the Vatican. And you shouldn't spend a huge amount of time worrying about the elections in the United States of America. You know, hey, the elections are all fake. Okay, cool. Then why are you participating? Your vote doesn't really count. Cool. Then why are you participating? Instead of wasting the time going all the way down to the election office, maybe you go buy some more food. Maybe you volunteer at a homeless shelter. Maybe you do something that our Lord would like you to actually be doing. Maybe instead of actually worrying about all that crap, you take your happy behind down to church, sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and spend 15, 20 minutes with our Lord. Maybe you pray an extra few decades of the rosary. Maybe you pick up other devotions. Maybe you do something other than look at all of these things that are happening and go, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Because the answer is, bluntly, who cares so long as you get to heaven? Oh, but we're going to suffer all these hardships when the government collapses. There's not going to be any money and the food and famine and blah, 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 blah. Who cares as long as you get to heaven? See, here's the thing. God's plan of salvation is an infinite plan. And so the best laid plans of mice and men, Afghan glaive, and no matter what man's plan is, it's going to be infinitely smaller, infinitely more narrow-minded, infinitely dumber than God's plan. So, of course, act according to the seven capital virtues. Faith, hope, charity, justice, prudence, temperance. You know, by all means, do that. Yes, I know I didn't go all through, through all seven. I did leave off fortitude. I got it. But by all means, do that. If you want to pay attention to the news, by all means. Yes, apparently there are UFOs. Evidently, we can shoot them down now. Weird. They might be Chinese spy balloons... Although, even though China, it gets a little weirder. So we started shooting down UFOs, and then not to be left out, China started shooting down UFOs. Oh, the U.S. is shooting down UFOs? We can shoot down UFOs, too. And this is why I think it's all bupkis. It's a distraction. I think the Hunter Biden laptop is a distraction. Nobody's going to arrest him. He's not going to prison anytime soon. He will not see justice on this earth. And as long as that is the case, woe, woe, woe unto the Biden family. Because in so living your life in a manner that you manage to evade all of the justice for all of the evils that you have done in this life, 
By being able to evade those, you guarantee that you will pay to the very last penny. The entirety of the debt in the life of the world to come. And knowing that, I simply reiterate that as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So don't worry about it. Are there really UFOs? Who cares? Oh, they're shooting them down now. Apparently left and right. Okay, whatever. Who cares? Am I going to get to heaven? Ah, oh, that. Now that's the right question. As with all things, remember, pray for the church. Pray for your nation. Pray for us in Catholic social media so that we don't lead you astray. We don't forget the reason why we got there. That we don't forget to do the things that we're supposed to do. Because while I don't have the same responsibility as a priest, I still have responsibility because as I speak, my words head out into the cosmos and you and someone like you decide to actually pay attention and I'm now responsible for every word that I've said to a degree that I would not have been if I was just pacing around my house talking to myself. So pray for us in Catholic social media that we continue to do the right thing, to make sure that we're not doing the circling firing squad, that we're not getting too over-involved, that we remind our followers to live Catholic. Live your faith. Exercise your faith. Learn your faith. Pray that rosary. Pray that divine office or the little office or whatever. Do your spiritual reading. Spend the time with our Lord. Call your mom. How long has it been since you talked to Our Lady? Do those things and you all the other stuff is just smoke-filled coffee house crap. Do those things. Be Catholic. The FBI is investigating traditional Catholics. Great. You want to come after me for being Catholic? I welcome it. I absolutely welcome. You want to come after me for being Catholic? Bring it. Guilty as charged. You can absolutely, you want to throw me in prison for being Catholic? Go for it. You will take, you will pry my rosary from my cold, dead hands. And woe be unto you. Because weird, weird, weird miracles like to happen when people do some sacrilegious crap like that. You want to come after me for being Catholic? Go right ahead. I would gladly wear the crown of red martyrdom. Go for it. I, I look for it. I pray for it. I hope that I have the fortitude in that time. To live is Christ. To die is gain. It's a win-win for a Catholic. Just remember, penance, penance, penance. Lent is coming up. We just passed Sexua Jesima Sunday. 
That's kind of important. We're quickly approaching Ash Wednesday. Hope you've got something better than just chocolates and cookies and stuff to give up for Lent. Should be thinking about it. But if that's all you can do is coffee and, or excuse me, chocolate and cookies for Lent, do what you can. Every little bit counts. Just don't sell yourself short. You have an opportunity at tremendous graces. This world is nuts. We have opportunities at more graces than we ever had before. So prep. Lent is coming. And after Lent, the glorious resurrection of our Lord. Kind of a big deal. Just putting that out there. Okay, out of stuff to say. <laughs> Finally, this is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. And wouldn't you know I get done with a prayer and remember, you can still contact the show and all that other stuff. Some of the links are in the description. If you want to contribute, the links are actually in the, in the description if you happen to be listening on Spotify or any of the other audio podcasts. Just got done, I mean, I just spent a long time talking about how this this is not my day job. But, at the same time too, if you want to throw something my way, I'm not going to turn it down. Anyway, stay safe, stay free, good night, and God bless. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh, jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh, let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.